Hey, what's up, guys? This is Dan from Dapper Media. Welcome to the Fellas and Gents podcast. Today, we are joined by none other than Chris Thompson. How are you doing today, Chris? I'm doing great, man. Great. How are you doing? I'm doing fantastic. Thank you for asking. And I mean, for just to get into the first talking point here, obviously, we were joined together by your agent, Roman. Thank you, everybody. Check out Roman Athletic Institution. We'll be linking that in the description. A huge thanks to him. He's on the come up. For any out aspiring mixed martial artists or any combat athletes, be sure to check him out. But just to get into the first talking point, you obviously train out of Extreme Couture Mixed Martial Arts. Uh, just trying to talk right. about how you got into mixed martial arts as a whole. Um, well, I played I played football through high school, played a year in college. And after I got done playing in college, realized I didn't want to play anymore. Um, kind of just took a year, really, to kind of figure myself out. But I was watching MMA more and more, and I had always kept an eye on uh, like Rashad Evans. I watched him in Ultimate Fighter, and I was like, "Man, this guy, smallest guy on the show," and everybody just counted him out, counted him out. Everybody's calling him out, you know. I'm like, he's just getting shit on this whole season, and then he won the season, and then I watched him, watched his career progress, progress, and I watched him beat uh, Forrest Griffin. For the, the light heavyweight title and i was kind of like wow like he really came full circle with everything so i kind of took that as like inspiration and i was like maybe i can do this so i decided to uh give it a try yeah and no question about it rashad evans obviously one of the greatest mixed martial artists out there right now doing commentary for the ufc uh, do you feel um, that how you feel training at Extreme Couture has kind of shaped that mindset as well? Because you did mention that you felt if he could do it, why can't I? And just that mindset. Talk about training at Extreme Extreme Couture with all the UFC talent around there and just the talent in general with such a pristine gym by owned by the likes of Randy Couture. Uh, the gym, like the talent in the gym is crazy. There's so many, there's so many talented people in so many weight classes, so you get so many different looks. It's not like everybody in the gym has one style like certain gyms do. There's so much knowledge that goes in, you know. So any day I could go in, I'll train with, I'll train with Brad Tavares. My first round of sparring, second round is Misha Serkinov. Third round will be Ian Heinish or Tim Johnson or somebody like that, like Benny Magalhaes, Ronnie Marks. Like I can go on and on. And it's almost, it, it sucked at first because I was a little starstruck going with all the UFC guys. But, I mean, can you really blame me for that? No questions there. And you mentioned the names of Ian Heinish and Brad Tavares, obviously both in the middleweight division of the UFC and you being in the middleweight division. Talk about how just being able to train with those big UFC talents with I mean, Tavares is ranked 11 or 12 in the UFC and Heinish just outside the rankings. Talk about that whole experience with just them in specific maybe they have they given you any mentorship or just ideas on um maybe some specific middleweight things to consider or just anything like that just the experience and the mentorship um well i've known brad i've known brad like 10 years and then we've started really training together the last couple of years and i've been i've been in his camps for his last several fights i was the Adesanya camp. I was in uh, the Talos latest camp. I was in a couple of those, and you know, just picking his brain and all that. Ian, Ian's been kind of back and forth, you know, in and out of extreme the last couple months. So I haven't really had to 
get to get to talk to him on that personal level. But Brad has always been one to like help me since I stepped foot in extreme. Yeah, and you look at the middleweight division of the UFC. There's a bunch of talent, and it's a given that just the middleweight division, most recently in recent time, with the likes of Adesanya, Whitaker, Costa, all of them coming into that division, it's become one of the most well-known divisions in the UFC. So, just talk about: uh, Is there any specific matchups uh, you would like, given like in the UFC that you would love to see, given that you are a middleweight yourself? Um, matchups I would love to see. Um... I still want to see a rematch between Adesanya and Whitaker. I think that first one, Whitaker, just fought too emotional. I I still pick Adesanya to win, but I feel like it could have been closer if Adesanya or if uh, Whitaker would have had his emotions better. Um, other than that, I want to see, in particular, um, I know Chris Weidman called out Adesanya. I'm not really excited about that one, just because. Weinman's kind of been ever since he lost the belt, he's been on the the decline. I feel like it's been like a rapid decline. Um, I, I want to see a Uriah Hall fight Adesanya too. I feel like that'd be really entertaining, really good striking matchup to see those two fight. Yeah, we see Uriah Hall slated to face Anderson Silva at UFC Halloween. Who do you uh, see winning that fight? Obviously, Anderson Silva has been on a noticeable decline and Uriah Hall in and out of the UFC with many uh, complications mentally and just his standing has always been shaky with the UFC. But who do you see winning that fight? The um, I see uh, I see Uriah winning that one. Just being the fresher fighter, being younger. Um, he's fighting he's fighting somebody, you know, he idolized. So I know he'll rise to the occasion. I've trained with Uriah also at Couture's and I love Uriah Hall. I have nothing bad to say about him at all as a trading partner or as a person. Yeah, and just to address the elephant in the room, obviously your brother, Dorian. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, how many? How, how often do people come up to you and uh, talk to you about that? Um, I get that almost every day, almost. Yeah, but today we're talking to Chris Thompson, the mixed martial artist, not Dorian. <laughs> Right, right. I mean, it's my little brother. I love him to death, and I'm I'm proud of him. You know, I watched everything, played my hand in helping him get there. So, yeah, and just talk about obviously Dorian football. You mixed martial arts. Talk about that, uh, that the family and just the structure and how you both of you very accomplished athletes. You getting into the realms of MMA and him obviously UFC starting quarterback, if I'm not mistaken. And right, it's just. I mean, absolutely fantastic to see with, you know, we see brother stories all the time, obviously with the Diaz brothers, the Shamrocks, and much more. It's just, talk about that experience throughout your youth with both of you being very accomplished athletes. Um, it's, I don't know, I kind of, I almost don't see myself in the accomplished manner, you know, I always just see myself as a guy like behind the shadows, I guess, but watching my brother kind of do his thing and get to where he's at has been amazing to watch and they they did announce that they're they're going to be playing their season they'll be playing on november 7th yeah be sure to we'll be sure to look out for that and definitely just want to move on and just looking through your instagram and just seeing who you are as a person you did post some posts about COVID 19 and how you did receive it talk about 
just to look at the UFC landscape and just the mixed martial arts landscape as a whole, COVID has definitely played its toll. Uh, do you feel it's been much more difficult to get matchups during these COVID times, or do you feel recently it's been kind of easing up? I feel like it's been harder now, you know, because of travel restrictions and, you know, the the spikes here and there through different states where it's hard, you know, states will spike in in cases and then they'll uh, they'll shut the states down. So, I mean, it's hard to get matchups. But um, I'm, I'm glad that I do have this matchup coming up. Um, I think COVID is something that people need to stop politicizing and need to take it seriously. But that's a whole nother thing for a whole nother podcast. So. Yeah. And if I'm not mistaken, you've actually had COVID yourself. Talk about just that whole uh, protocol and, I mean, just that whole experience. I had it. Um, I started really feeling the symptoms, like, beginning of June. So it was, like, June 1st, around then. I started feeling, you know, the cold, flu-like symptoms. And normally I get allergies in the summer, but... Normally, I get them in, like, August, September, not June. And then just kind of out of paranoia, I decided I was going to uh, go get tested and, you know, thought nothing of it. Just had a nasty cough and a cold. And then, yeah, I got the call the next day after I got tested saying I had COVID. So that was, like, a big shock. Yeah, we see many fighters, I mean, getting pulled off cards and... All that, all of that sorts. The UFC actually recently came out with a Fight Island declassified documentary where it highlighted the story of Jared Gordon, uh, and just the whole Fight Island. What do you? Th- what are your thoughts on the Fight Island and people go- obviously going there in a in a bubble, almost like the NBA in Orlando? I feel like people are safer in the bubble than they are in the day to day, so I support the bubble completely. You know, I mean, you got to get tested to go in, you quarantine just in case any symptoms pop up and then then you're free but you you're really just in that that bubble which which i can appreciate and just to move on from the topic of covid obviously a very sensitive subject for the people at home do you feel, uh talk about how you working with roman your agent and just Ro- roman athletic institution has kind of uh, uh helped you in a sense in your mixed martial arts career um Working with Roman has really been a blessing. You know, he cares about each one of his guys. He gets some sponsorships. He gets them, you know, whatever they need, he looks out for. You know, he's always available to help anybody that's signed to him. Always looking to get fights constantly. That's no longer that, you know, long layoffs because you can't find a fight. It's, he's literally going out and he's messaging these different promotions and getting whatever opportunity he can for his guys. Yeah, and it shows with he has many of uh, some of his fighters slated to fight in Cage Fury fighting championships, and he has the PFL fighters. He has obviously Mountain Force most recently where you're fighting on, right. and just looking at him, it, it's it's much more apparent that he care he really cares for his fighters. With I mean, taking on a lot of younger guys and people just coming into the sport, and that's and that sort of stuff compared to maybe managers like. Um, Ali or first round where you're looking at or dominance MMA I should say not Ali but you're looking at these people they're taking on big names they're doing the same thing for them so it's kind of nice to see he's doing almost what they're doing which is looking out for the fighter staking for equal pay on the fighter or better pay I should say and 
really making sure that the fighter is represented within the sports because we've been seeing recently with the UFC there's been a bunch of controversy surrounding uh, a lack of a lack of equal pay or fair pay and it's just really right. nice to see oh yeah it's, it's definitely Roman is Roman's been in the the fight game as a fighter himself too so he understands the struggles and he he knows what what fighters really typically want so he goes out and he gets it and he makes it so much easier you know it's less i have to worry about i can just focus more on training yeah and talking about fighter struggles definitely uh we as of the fighters we've spoken to many have shared their fair bit of struggles do you feel like there's ever been any adversity or uh struggles you've personally had to overcome not obviously going into details just general stigma surrounding the sport um yeah i've, I've faced my fair share of struggles you know you get into it, your family, of course, doesn't want you doing it, so they always try to talk you out of it. Then there's that that time when you're getting serious with it, and your circle of friends goes from being, you know, a hundred people to all of a sudden you're looking and it's less than ten, you know, because you're focusing it on on an actual goal and you're not out partying every weekend like they are. Yeah, fighter discipline definitely is one of the the biggest things I feel like is quintessential into evolving into a experienced mixed martial artist fighters talk about uh just mountain force and how you see your, yourself performing against your opponent obviously you're slated to fight in the in this month if i'm not, if I'm not mistaken towards the end of this month talk about yeah, uh, the whole experience with uh mountain force and just the opportunity to fight for them um i actually made my pro debut with mountain force last year and they're they're a good organization they're a good regional organization they also take care of the fighters like hotel room and things like that the they always communicate things really well you know no matter what the situation is that's what i always always like to hear and they're always good and respectful yeah and we see a lot of organizations the likes of lfa rfa uh, invicta being kind of foregrounds for bigger companies like one championship bellator and the ufc obviously do you feel it's important for these organizations to see themselves as almost a, a building grounds for the combat sports scene, or do you feel that fighting in these lower organizations and just sticking to the lower organizations is almost uh, a very big thing, or just a very, it's, I, I don't know if prideful is the best way to put it, but just sticking with the lower organizations rather than moving on or progressing through the MMA circle? Um, I always feel like you should know your your fan base you know which i feel like the smaller organizations do a, a really good job of but also it doesn't hurt to strive for more to strive to be one of those top organizations to where you know now you're the feeder program to the ufc or bellator and you're getting guys in in there because then you can look at back and be like oh yeah this person fought for me and now they're in the ufc now they're in bellator now they're headlining shows in japan yeah and we look at one FC and obviously promotional promotional habits with the one FC and the UFC. We've actually come into our, a fair bit of struggle with censorship from the UFC and just the uh, the promotional aspect of it. But overall promotion promotion of these companies, I feel like is very good. And just looking at LFA and RFA recently, they're they're on a, a massive uptick in the past couple of years since 2016, 2017. They've 
brought the likes of Mackenzie Dern, Ian Heinish has fought it for him as as mentioned, and it's just it's amazing to see these lower companies build becoming known for building up these high high value prospects for these bigger companies, and it's yeah it's just amazing to see and. To kind of move on, I want to go into a little bit of flash picks, if that's okay with you, on some upcoming bouts in, obviously, the middleweight division, which you're in, and just overall the UFC division, or the UFC yeah. divisions. But uh, first, just a very interesting matchup, Khabib Nurmagomedov, Justin Gaethje. Uh, I mean, who do you got? Uh, I'm going to say Khabib because Khabib has shown no weakness, but Gaethje's such a, he's such a tough matchup. I wouldn't be surprised if he put Khabib in some real trouble we finally saw Khabib actually struggle in a fight yeah I feel like Khabib definitely has gone through some adversity with the passing of his father rest in peace but I think that just his game overall he's very is a very dominant fighter everybody knows what he's going to be doing going into the UFC and he still does it at such a high level and it's arguably it's debatable that he's ever lost a round in the combat sports scene uh having only allegedly lost a round to McGregor in many's eyes but uh, it's int- very interesting to see what the Justin's going to bring and just the whole dynamic. And, yeah, it's it's a great matchup. I can't wait to right. see it. And if I'm not mistaken, you recently, uh, we've been seeing Cynthia Calvillo at Extreme Couture and kind of just going into her matchup against Lauren Murphy. Uh, how do you feel uh, training with or those fighters, just the likes of Nganu or Highness training for their camps at Extreme Couture, uh, overall just shapes the atmosphere of the gym? Um, it's good. It just, it's kind of like that old school, like just come in, put the work in, you know, that's really what it's all about. You know, there's so many high level guys now taking high profile fights that it's, it's easy to help them get better, but also you test yourself constantly. You know, you see how you see how you match up in that division, almost in the sense when you, you see your training partner that you've been sparring with for four to eight weeks, sometimes longer you know going into going into the fight yeah and just to get your thoughts on that matchup then we'll be wrapping up the podcast uh as we're nearing the time uh how do you feel cynthia fares against her opponent lauren murphy in her upcoming mount um i think cynthia is probably gonna dominate this girl i mean she's tough you know she's tough she's improving her striking she's got that attitude where she her mentality is to go in and just dominate you you know it's just one of those one of those things that I think makes her different than a lot of fighters in general where she just she wants to smash you clean sweep nothing you don't score anything yeah and we've seen her recently most recently fighting out of AKA and the likes of I mean American top team and just coming down to extreme couture definitely a much more seasoned fighter fighting under the likes of many other notable mixed martial artists Uriah Faber Daniel Cormier Cody Garbrandt fit, training with them and I mean it's a great p- place to kind of end up the podcast talking about this all and I mean we're really grateful for Chris thank you for coming on uh, it was an episode excellent episode and if you guys enjoyed the podcast please be sure to like comment subscribe I'll be linking Chris's socials in the description down below please be do be sure to check him out on the Mountain Force card best of luck in your next bout Chris and this has thank been the you. fellows and gents podcast hope you guys have a great day and stay frosty my friends